Welcome to Truth in His Heart. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is the creative director and founder of Currency Studio, Michael Haskins Jr. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's up? What's up? Second time around. Yeah, I'm it, glad it even, to be back. It even sounds better right now. Like, yeah, it sounds more it crisp. It sounds amazing. Second time around <laughs> in the sense of, like, you know, we went through a one time. Yeah. It wasn't great, and I and I feel like Rob wants to perfect his craft, so we're back here. I'm a perfectionist in some ways. I love it. So these these are going to be questions you've already answered. <laughs> it's all good. It's all but good. um, let's get right into it. Um, so for the fine folks out there who are uninitiated, who are undipped, unsaturated, I'm going to call it as many liquid things as possible because we're drinking water. Uh, describe your brand and the significance of the name currency. So, currency studio is a. Right now, it's a multifunctional creative space. And that's more like the, that's just the fast term that I use now, right? But it's a lot more than a multifunctional creative space. It's a space ran by two individuals that we're just experimenting, man. We're just doing crazy stuff. I mean, we're doing whatever we want when we can do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to just really use as much of our capacity as we can to just do creative things and to drive the standard up for creatives in the city, mm -hmm. right? Like, we do things with history in mind. We do things with, like, when people look at it, what we're doing 10 years from now, it's like, wow, like, that really moved history yeah. in Baltimore. It moves people, like, their mental, everything. And the significance of currency is, you know, growing up, my mother worked in banking and my father he worked the world right yeah so it's like money was always a state of mind for me mm -hmm. but in a com conflicting way right so i wanted to use currency in a positive way sure and also flip it flip it in the sense of like that's where our slogan comes from like respect your wealth yeah. and then now we have the slogan you are your most valuable currency right so it's like taking money that we do all these negative things for, mm -hmm. but then also turn it into like, no, you are the currency. Yeah. Like you are the currency, right? Like just like there's USD, you know, just like there's yen, like no, you as a person, you are currency and, re you know, respect yourself and like understand that your exchange is as valuable as that piece of paper that you value so much. Mm -hmm. I think it's a legitimate way to look at it once you like dive deeper into it because I think too often we get into a spot where we really value ourselves and what someone else is putting out there, but it's like, no, 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 you're you're invaluable. You you're literally the thing. You can't put a dollar amount on you. Like with you, there's no exchange. Yeah. One of one. <laughs> like literally with you, like there is no exchange. Like and I don't think people people think about that enough, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a person created the dollar. Yeah. And that's another thing that's, like, really significant to me with currency is, like, I really love money. <laughs> but, like, I love, like, the actual paper. Yeah. Because have you ever, like, looked at it? Yeah. Show me designs. Show me, like, composition mm -hmm. that is as good as that green and natural piece of paper in your pocket. That's true. Nothing. That is and think true. about how long ago this was designed. Yeah. Somebody had to sketch that. Somebody had to like 
refine that. Like somebody created that and put it on a piece of paper. So to me, when I see a $1 bill, mm -hmm. I'm looking at that shit and I'm like, wait, like <laughs> even this itself mm -hmm. is worth more than, like imagine if I had to put a tag on that. Right, it's like if somebody was like, "How much is this worth?" Me as a designer, as a creative, yeah. I can never say, "Oh, that's only a dollar." Right. But I, I think about the fact that someone took all this time and the detail and the numbers. Like, it's like some of our greatest fonts are in that. This is true, and it's very, very little about that has changed over the time. What have you? You might get something that looks like, oh, okay, this paper feels a little different, or they now have this blue band, or some like variation. But for the most part, it stood the test of time. But think about that: like it now has this blue band, right? Yeah. It's becoming cooler. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You feel like it's come. It's becoming cooler. Like this piece of paper is becoming cooler. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, and it's only becoming cooler because somebody set the foundation a long time ago. One of the one of the things that I kind of joke about, and I think we're we're in that spot now because you can tap your card, you can do all of these different things to pay for something, and, and we, we play with the valuation of things, right? I, I like sci-fi movies. It's like, oh yeah, I'm paying you this many credits, and it's just like, yeah, you guys chase these things or what have you. It's not what you think it is. You know, when you look at that money, it's not what you think it is. It's so many other things other than just a means of paying for this or, or, or paying for this piece of equipment or paying for a coffee or what have you. It's more than that. And I think that's where people get lost at sometimes. But, yeah, that's like uh, because people don't really know history, right? Yeah. I mean, well, people don't do the research to know what it really is or what it really stemmed from, mm -hmm. right? But I, I don't suggest people do. It's too much. No. Mentally, if you want to be mentally unstable and not believe anything ever and be uncomfortable, then do some research. Yeah. But if you want it to be easy, don't do research. I mean, it is lin it's linseed and cotton. I I learned it in my biology class. It's Come on. <laughs> well, some of these things were chasing that. Some people may have picked back in the day. But Come let's, on. Let's not dive too deep yeah. into that. Um, <laughs> Come on. So... Let, let's let's talk about the um, what the day to day looks like for you. I know it varies, right? But what does that day to day look like for you? Like a typical situation, or maybe even a week, a week to week. Let's let's look at that. How does a typical week for you look like? That's a horrible question for me right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wake up at six fifty a.m. Okay. Sometimes I stay awoke. Sometimes I sit down and meditate and fall back to sleep. And typically, I'm back up before 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. 9 a.m. being very late. Mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm up after 9 a.m., I'm really upset with myself. Um, after that, nine times out of ten, I'll go sit at this big, beautiful table we have in our home, yeah. and literally just get stuck on my computer or sketching or working on graphics or working on a client job. Um, or just creating something, whether it's mentally or on paper or on the computer. Mm -hmm. But I spend a lot of time in my home if I'm not at the studio. Yeah. Um, if I'm not at the studio, I'm at Good Neighbor. <laughs> right. I've seen a um, lot of images and videos recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's, that's my second home. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, or I'm, I spend a lot of time just on the streets mm -hmm. like I'm out all the time whether I'm looking for graffiti 
or I'm just walking. I mean, that's a big thing for me on a day-to-day. Like, I always try to find time to just walk the city in any way that I can. So, so speak more on that. Like, what are you, like, kind of gaining from that? What are you getting from that? Is it a thing to give you some t- degree of peace? Or is it, you know, like, what is that? Yeah, well, it, it gives me, it does give me peace. But it's also, I take pride in, like, seeing the city differently. Right. I take pride in using the city differently. Okay. Um, like I, I love walking up and down Jones Falls. Right. Yeah. Just watching that water current. Um I'm on foot a lot, right? Yeah. And whether it's a peace of mind or whether it's just me trying to collect my thoughts or then I love graffiti. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that can tell you that, oh, that's still wet <laughs> or oh shit, that wasn't there. Yeah. You know, like Oh, there's an open spot that'll be hit by next week. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm that guy that will will tell you a lot about graffiti. That's I'm actually really embarrassed about how much I can tell you about graffiti in Baltimore. You know, because it's yeah. like I don't get paid to go, <laughs> go out there and look for that stuff. But it, yeah. it brings me a lot of joy, man, to just see people that I don't know, some that I do know. Mm-hmm. You know, hit the streets and do cool shit, right? It's like the it's, it's the mystery of it, right? I enjoy that. I enjoy the thrill of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it depends on what my duties are, right? Like, if I have product that I need to make, then my focus is going to the studio and getting the product done. Laser focus, yeah. Yeah, if I don't have many orders, my focus is just, like, building relationships. So if I'm on the streets, nine times out of ten, it's I might run into somebody one day, have a great conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, teach somebody something or learn something from somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm literally a person that tries not to predetermine my days because I feel like there's a lot of, you miss a lot in that. And fortunately, I'm in a space right now where I'm just I'm just floating, man. You know? And, like, yeah. me floating, like, brings a lot of opportunities to me. Yeah. And it also creates a lot of opportunities for the people around me. And I just... I'm taking that sacrifice to use my time to just create opportunities that wouldn't be there if there wasn't somebody floating. I, I envy that. Like I, I had a period in which I was able to do that, and now everything is a little bit more. It, it has some flexibility, but it has parameters around it the too. Regiments. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, all right, I know that I'm going to record during these hours. I know I'm going to do the day job set up during these hours, and pretty much I have some flexibility within that. But pretty much I know that these are things that I have to get done, and it really doesn't stop until I decide when it's going to stop. So I think one of the things that I've learned, because what I'm hearing from you, like you going out, you're getting things that are fueling you as a creator, what have you. It may not be point A to B, but it's filling it in. Yes. And I, I recently, about a month, about a month ago, took a little bit of sabbatical. I was like, I need to get away from Baltimore for a bit just to kind of recharge and refocus, see art in a different place. Yeah. And that felt really good. And then when I got back, because I felt like the shows were kind of suffering a little bit. I was like, I this took a lot out of me. And when I got back, I was like, yeah, I'm back. You know, like I was up there like that last day I was working on something like I didn't have anything to do. Took my laptop to a coffee shop, started researching all of these different guests. And it made those forthcoming shows that much better. But I need to step away from it for a little bit to like re like fall back in love with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, let me let me. It's so crazy. Let me piggyback on that. Because like 
one another thing that I really take pride in is like living a life in Baltimore that I feel like I don't need to get away from. Yeah. Right? Like I don't wake up ever in this city and be like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> because I use the city differently. Mm-hmm. It's just simple as that, right? Like right. I go to the most peaceful places in the city. Mm-hmm. When I eat at a nice restaurant, I probably will eat at that restaurant during the day. I'm not going at, at after hours when there's a bunch of people there yeah. that want people to see them eating. You know, <laughs> it's like we just do it differently. Like everything we do is different. Like we really cherish like the people here that we know, right? And mm-hmm. it's like when we go places, we know when to go, we know when not to go, we know how to put our heads down and like be in that moment. And well, me at least. So. Like, I really feel like there's one thing that I live by, like, Fabulous said this in a rap. He said, yo, you got to, he said the word nigga, but he was like, yo, you got a nigga at home feeling like he out of town. (laughs) So, like, that's the most beautiful feeling that I can create for myself, right? Like, even when we're home, like, I feel like I'm in my favorite place. I feel like I'm in a gallery. I feel like I'm in a museum. I feel like I'm in a boutique sometimes. I feel like I'm in a... She's in there making pottery and shit. Like, I feel like I'm in a design studio, right? It's like, I'm like, why are we paying for a studio when I'm in the house? You know? So it's like, we've created these spaces that, like, we're on, like, an extended vacation, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we still got shit to do, right? We're still hurting in some ways, you know? But at the end of the day, we, like, I think we figured out a way to, like, be happy here. Mm -hmm. I think it's configuration, too, like. You know, for me, I, I have these conversations with people who, I don't know how you can do that. You're always so busy. It's like you're doing two different things. It's like, I enjoy it. You know, it's just like sometimes you need that brief kind of recalibration, I guess. But I look at my things are set up in a way that works for me and it works in a, it works very effectively for me. I have it configured in a way. It's like there's, there's some form in this madness and not everyone is going to get what or why you're doing a certain thing in a certain way. Yeah, I I actually hate when people say that to me. Mm-hmm. Like when people yeah. say like I don't understand how you get so much time to do certain things. I'm like, yo, cuz this is my job. <laughs> yeah. Like it's my job to create, right? It's my job to think about like what's next. It's my job to like have an answer for people when they're in a situation where they're trying to figure out like what's the best decision to make creatively, right? Like, Mm. my decisions aren't based off of what I'm seeing on the internet. My decisions are based off of that walk that I took two months ago, Mm. and I saw this black and orange bird on a tree branch, and the water was floating, and, like, I had a moment there, you know? So Mm. when somebody's, like, asking me about stuff, I'm thinking about those moments in my life and pulling references from the moments in my life to, like, create you know, right. you have those, you know what I mean? So, like, someone can try to do a, a cookie cook, because you see it all the time, right? Yeah. Like someone's like, I'm going to do that same thing just like this person. It's like, it doesn't work. Be- because they're, that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> but, but it's because they're, they're just taking from life. They're not giving back to life. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's one thing that I try to do. Like, when I'm taking these walks or, like, I'm on the streets and, I'm also I also feel like I'm giving myself to my surroundings, right? Like I walk a lot and I go places a lot and I move slow a lot. Sometimes it's just for people to see me. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's just out of grace, right? Like I think about the young black kid on the bus stop that like sees me walking a certain way and like, you know, that he looked different. <laughs> right. Like, what's up with him? Yeah. Because there's not a lot of people walking around staring at buildings and yeah. Just looking taking at graffiti and taking pictures and just taking it in, right? And, yeah. like, when people see that, I feel like they think and they're like, wait, maybe I should slow down a little bit and, like, take this in. So so is mindful awareness a thing for you? Uh, is what? <laughs> <laughs> mindful awareness is everything for me. But Absolutely. It, but I think it, it, um, it has its gift and it has its curse, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm a little too mindful of things. I'm a little... <laughs> too aware of things right where I'm very distracted with myself and not like focused on like reality or like other things that need to be done because I'm just like so hypersensitive and hyper aware of like everything that I'm always taking in yeah right so like yeah it's definitely a thing for me I think it should be more for people because they would pay more attention to like the things they do and like how they're putting themselves out here they need to understand that a lot of things that they're like receiving mm-hmm. is why they lack they're, they're receiving mentally. these things unchecked <laughs> and it's like it, it, what is it the Saul Williams thing he's like your diet is everything you consume bingo yo it's crazy I said I was thinking about that today I was like me and me and Erica we were in this in Alta right mm-hmm. and I was like damn like it's crazy how a woman will be like what do you use on your face? Mm-hmm. What creams do you use, right? Yeah. Like, what do you put in your hair? But they'll never be like, hey, what's your diet? Mm-hmm. Before they go and spend all this money on shit. Yeah. They'll never ask what you put on your inside. Mm-hmm. Th- the first thing they will do is say, what do you put on your exterior? Yeah. And then they'll go and consume these things and not get the results that the person that they got an answer from because they were asking for the wrong answers. And almost like it, it, it feels like easier too. It's definitely easier. <laughs> yeah. And they make it so much easier. Like we're in there, I'm like, yo, this is so genius. I'm looking at Kylie on a box and I'm like, <laughs> they made it so easy for these yeah. these people to not really actually care about themselves just care about another person and buy what they tell you to buy mm-hmm. to look remotely like it's them what what is it it's, it's the thing it's the uh it i just lost the thought yeah Actually, let's just move into the next one. I just lost the thought. That's that's what I'm doing these days. It'll, it'll come back, but it's insane. It, it, that's it, shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, why why did you did you choose to go into this this path? What what was the? Is I'm getting a grasp on it, but why did you choose to go into this path? Like, I want to I want to have a brand. I want to have all of these different areas that I'm working in. Obviously, there's a component of you're interested in. You create, you're interested in art, you're interested in a lifestyle element and in fashion, obviously. But why to, why, why to work in it and for how long have you been working with it? So I didn't really have a choice, right? Like I grew up, my father had an urban apparel line. Mm-hmm. It was called Butterware, mm-hmm. right? He sold to the streets, the hood. The hood, hood guys wore Butterware, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you wore Butterware, People knew what you had on you, right? You were of some status on the streets. And that's what I saw. That's what I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all I saw, you know? Like, whether it was 
being t-shirts getting printed or whether it was being in a factory in D.C. or whether it was picking cotton, right, and watching my father build relationships, watching him have a team, watching him have a storefront, storefronts, you know, watching him sell clothes for a living is all I saw, right? But growing up, I was always attracted to the simple things, right? Like advertisement, yeah. like branding. Um, my father was a shopper, right? So when we go to a Louis Vuitton or we go to a Gucci, I'm like, all the clothes are cool, but these stores are immaculate, <laughs> right? Like, why are they bringing me water? You know, like, just just stuff like that. It's just like seeing all this. So, so clothing was second nature to me because that was what I grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. But it was so second nature that I really didn't care about the clothes. Yeah. So I started to care about everything around it. So, like, f- the fashion part, the art part, the the model part, the lifestyle part, just, like, all of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I I don't want to say I didn't have a choice, but I've been doing it my whole life. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, one of the things is interesting, like the the personalities and the characters that are around it. You, you mentioned like Louis Vuitton, or have you? You you had the the the, uh, the the show on uh, Gucci or what have you? I mean, you had the movie coming out about Gucci. You had the Versace show, and then you had uh, Halston or what have you. Like these personalities, and it's just like you're glamorizing all of these different things. Like it's not about you don't see like oh we're doing this runway thing or we have this clothes or we're stitching. You see a little bit of that, but it's like the people, the things that are surrounding it, the lifestyle that goes along with it, this opulence. Because that's what makes it. Yeah. It's not about nothing else. And and I think people forget that. Nothing matters. Like, how creative you are doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. How much money you have matters, but doesn't really matter. Because even if you have a lot of money, you want the cool people around you. Yes. You want the personalities around you, right? Mm-hmm. You can be very creative, but you got to have the trendsetters around you. Mm-hmm. The personalities. It always comes back down to the personalities. What models are going to wear this what stuff? What models <laughs> are going to wear this stuff? Personalities. Yeah. What stores are going to have this? What stores are going to have it? People had to grow up to want It's like, it's so much. Then it comes in the clientele. It's, it's all about personalities. All this stuff is about people. Mm-hmm. Everything is about people. So... What are what are some of the challenges you face in that brand development like kind of space or what have you? I, I remember we had a conversation that when we had that first conversation, there was something you said. I was like, we're on the same page about they see the finished product. They don't see everything that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, no, never, nobody ever will. Right. But right now, my biggest challenge is we do so much, mm-hmm. right? We We have so many... My biggest challenge is our lack of focus due to how much potential we have in so many areas, mm-hmm. right? Which is a good thing and and also can be a bad thing, right? It's like, it's a great thing because, damn, we could just wake up and do whatever we want to do. But then it's a bad thing because consumer-wise, it's like people want to like follow something that they can understand mm-hmm. right and I think right now we're in that that phase where people can't really understand 
what we are, who we are, because of how much we're doing. Mm -hmm. So our biggest challenge right now is formulating that, like, that platform or just making it to where those people understand who we are, what we do, how we do it, why we do it, where we do it. Right. So like formulating like the history of it. So like people who are just finding out about us, because like our goal is to we have to grow. Right. So we have to grow outside of the people that been following us for 10 years already because we went to high school together because (laughs) they used to shop with us at a store or because they heard about us on a local platform. Right. So it's like they understand it because they can see it or they hear stories from so-and-so or they hear stories from a friend of a friend that has been in our studio. So it's kind of like they have the the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Or they can even come to the studio. So it's like, how do we start to bridge that gap for people who never heard of us, Mm -hmm. right? How do we start to bridge that gap for people who have found out about me because I just do artwork? They might not know nothing about yeah. the clothing right so it's like okay but when they find out about that how does that lead to the history of where I started and how I got here because I think yeah. that's very important Has, it, is some of the I don't know if collaboration let's just say the, the relationships I'll call it relationships with like a revival with Good Neighbor and all is, is that part of that effort or yeah that's a big part of that effort um, but that's all it's a big part of that effort but Definitely very organic. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say, prior to COVID, you know, before I had these strong relationships with a revival or with a good neighbor, I was in a place where I was like, you know, in order for us to make next steps, I would love to start to collaborate with, like, companies and or people that I have a love for or respect for to start helping us gain more eyes, you know, like, mm-hmm. or more awareness around the city, like, get into another personality, right? Get into another characteristic for, you know, them to also share our stories with others, you know, like them, which is really interesting because it's a whole different perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm. you start to tap into just people who have a different walk of life and they, like, see currency differently. Yeah. They see it differently differently than I see it sometimes. Like, it's crazy how, like, when you meet people, when I meet people that I haven't known for 10 years and they hear about currency or, like, they've seen currency, currency is, like, a big thing yeah. to them. They're like, whoa, you don't, like, this is insane. Like, yeah. you know, like, what we see is a little dingy studio and... <laughs> not much money in our bank accounts and you know like us trying to figure stuff out but there's people like whoa you've been doing this for how long like this is amazing this looks like some shit I've seen in LA and New York it's like I want to know you I want to get to know you and know your story right it's like but the other you know the people who've known you for 10 years even though you grew Mm -hmm. to them they're like well they don't don't got nothing he ain't shit he ain't shit (laughs) you know like you know like they not Stunting, you know, like that's that's all they worry about, right? So it's like, yeah. So it's de- it definitely was a was effort to start to like grow. I, I'll I'll say there there's like maybe two people that I respect their opinions, right? And when I went to the dashery one day and I was going over with my girlfriend and she saw a few of your pieces in there, she was like, "This shit is dope," just unsolicited, and I was like. 
funny that you say that. <laughs> I'm working on a rescheduled interview with the, with the, with the maker of this. Nice. <laughs> and it was just like that. It was just unsolicited. I didn't say, yeah, I'm talking to this dude, what have you, and kind of reaching for it. She's like, no. She's like, one, I know that's super expensive. If I can afford it, I want it in my place. She was like, I need something from him. That was literally what the conversation led to. Nice. What did she say? Um, I just remember it was I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it. it's like the it's like the wood with the horses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a big fan. She's a big yeah. fan. That's what's up. We well we they are available. You better <laughs> Christmas is coming. I don't, you better make some priorities. She she's an expensive person, so we'll we'll it's talk. It's not that much. No, she. No, that's yeah, also like hey, let's go to the bygone too. Yeah, but oh, but yeah, but check that out. Like <laughs> stuff like that. It's like I, we we go for the experience. That's yeah. I think that's the biggest thing about it. Like. We don't, I don't. We don't really care about the money piece of it. It's the experience. It's a I beautiful think, place. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but it's so funny that like the same person who wants to go to Bygone is the person who wants that wood horse. Yeah. Person who goes anywhere else don't want that wood horse. They don't. They're not. They don't. <laughs> like that's not. That's not in there. You saying we're bougie? <laughs> hey, that's my. That's my. That's my. That's my consumer. <laughs> Well, that's a person. Yes. But that's not an I don't look at bougie in a negative connotation, right? I look at bougie as like I appreciate like the details or I appreciate mm-hmm. like what's going on. Like you know when somebody put something into something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean I already know where it's gonna go at too. So we'll we'll talk off like that. <laughs> <laughs> um so what areas of like brand design or, or building out a brand do you feel are often overlooked and this is more so from someone who is putting together the brand not necessarily the people who are the potential consumers what do you think that people are that they may have like a mm, unsturdy foundation and what, what do you think that they overlook in brands that maybe don't do as well as others I, I need you to elaborate on that for me so like let's say I do a bunch of different podcasts, right? Yes. And people have no idea what I'm doing. They're like, oh, just the Rob guy from the art podcast. Like, well, also he does this podcast, but he does this podcast as well. And maybe really putting my brand identity out there, maybe doing too many things at, at one time, that might be something that I would look at as an opportunity or, or maybe even a challenge. And there are some places that they have like a good idea, good plan, but maybe not the best people in there running it. That's that's maybe an area where it's a challenge, or it's an area that they can develop on. From from your viewpoint, where do you kind of like people like they don't pay enough attention because they're just moving? Maybe they're following a trend or something. Or oh, pe- people don't pay attention to how much of everything is relationship building. Mm. Everything, every opportunity, every opportunity, every resource, and that's another thing people don't people overlook too. People overlook like the power of having resources. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, people also overlook just like the time that is put into anything that we do. Yeah. And then people geographically, people overlook where we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and why we may have to do things differently than a company that you love this in New York City. Or in a L.A. or in a Paris. Um, I think people overlook, you know, where we stand in the reality of, like, our economical structure, infrastructure. Yeah. So I got two more questions. See, I'm, can, I'm, you, I'm you, moving through them. You can I'm ask through ten them. more, man. <laughs> I don't have ten more. I'm not, I'm not that good at what I do. <laughs> um, so 
for for you, describe Baltimore and in, in, in using that that being a creator living in Baltimore. How is that? I mean, you've you've kind of tapped on it in a few different ways, but be more direct in it. That like describe it because you you're you're out there, you're viewing it, you're seeing all of these interesting images, graffiti, and all of this stuff that. You know, in the data banks, in the data banks, and just taking advantage of there's accessibility here, I think, and um, even touched on like the infrastructure that we have here. So I think all of those things are part of it. But if you will, what is it like just really plainly being a creator here? It's hard. It's very hard, but I think I always think 10, 20 years out, right? Mm -hmm. So. Being a creative in Baltimore, to me personally, is really hard because I don't feel like the appreciator for currency lies here. Mm. It has to be developed. And unfortunately, we're a part of developing the minds and the characters that are here to receive it how it should be received. And then we're also in a good position because Baltimore is a valuable place right now that people of certain wealth and certain stature are going to start moving, mm -hmm. you know, thanks or no thanks to gentrification, right? We, it's, It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, and mm -hmm. things are changing. So, I mean, so it's, it's hard, but at the same time, it's, there's a lot of mental ease for me in a sense of, like, coming from a brand perspective, right? Like, I want to be a pioneer, Mm -hmm. Which is a really corny thing to say, nah. but I want to be a pioneer, right? So, me knowing that we can potentially be a part of like that movement or be that historical play in Baltimore as a brand, just as personalities, just as an image, right? Like, that's what makes me happy about being here. Like, what makes me happy and what like what I love the most is the fact that I can get to a point to where doing 10 years or maybe even five, like you can say McCormick and Smith and you can say Johns Hopkins and you can say Under Armour and then you can say currency. Yeah. Right. Like I, ha we have that potential yeah. because Baltimore doesn't have, like when you think of New York, you can name 20 brands. Right. Right. Because of just like how far they've gotten or what they've built or how many years that they've been, just growing as a brand, right? Like, I feel like I can, I can die, you know, within 50 years and this be like a heritage brand from this city. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've built enough. I feel like Baltimore has allowed me to build in a way that if I was to go, there are people who wouldn't just let this brand die. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like, I think that but that's Baltimore because there's not many people. Yeah. There's not many people here who have like done something like currency, so people wouldn't just let it go. People would be like, "Oh, we got to figure out how to keep this alive because of what it has clearly done for creatives, what it has done for people, imagery." Like, I mean, if you just look at stuff that we done ten years ago, like you can wear it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So it's like just seeing those like those facts in a history and just like. We're, we're very conscious of just, like, wanting to be a brand that is a Maryland-Baltimore brand. 
and it almost is a bullet point back to the thing we were talking about earlier about money almost being timeless. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, like that's the whole goal, right? Yeah. It's literally, it's literally the whole the whole goal is to to be that, to be next to those those names, to be in that that same conversation. Like, I, you know, like people move people move to cities mm-hmm. just to be around certain brands and certain people. Yeah. Right. It's like. There's a kid who wakes up and he's like, bro, like, I want to live in New York City because Supreme is there. And, like, people skate for Supreme and, like, they don't even want to work for him. They just want to be around that energy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like my goal is to, like, be like that. Like, I want people to wake up in another city and be like, yo, we got to fuck with Baltimore. Oh, that's where currency is. We definitely got to go out there. Absolutely. You know, like, Absolutely. that's just the, that's the energy, right? That's the goal. And it's like, but I think that takes a lot of time. But I think... Saying all that to say is I feel like being a designer and a creative in Baltimore gives me, it's not hope. It's mm-hmm. more so like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I was in New York, I'd be like, oh, maybe, you know, who knows? Like, But in Baltimore, it's like, oh, no, I, that's what I'm doing. It's already done. Yeah. You know, like that's what it is. And I think you have to have to be that here because we're a very um, we're a city that's very focused on being authentic. We don't like bullshit. So if it comes off like for people that I see who dive into bodca- podcasting, right? This is my thing. This is my realm. You know what I mean? And I get real like yeah, you don't belong here. You're doing all you're doing eight other things and shit. And I think the thing that's triggering for me is this is not what you do. But that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Because when people listen, this oh, this is what you do. Yeah, it's it's with our studio shit, right? It's like, yo, you can hear about twenty brands mm-hmm. walk into their studio. Yeah, no, they don't have one, right? Right. So it's like we can't, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like, no, we can't even see who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Like we have the we have the we have the capability to like tell you like no come visit us yeah. right you can come into our space we don't have to say anything right yeah. or we have the capability we can show you our archives right yeah. like literally we can show you our archives right so but I think that's a good thing right because like if a lot of people are doing something that you feel like they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. that just gives you a better platform for people to point out that you should be doing it mm-hmm Right. Because if we take like I, I, I give this like example every day. Right. It's like if we took every brand in Baltimore mm-hmm. and we put every brand in Barney's Barney's is closed now. Right. But yeah. I, I like to use that example because everybody sure. knows what Barney's is. Or you can say like a Nordstrom. If you put every brand in Baltimore in Barney's and you told and every brand owner went to Barney's to shop, they would buy currency if they weren't brand owners. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about in the sense of, like, all these all these people, like, we create shit that everybody's going to like. Mm-hmm. We don't just create for this moment, right? And I think even, like, owners know that. Like, they know they're just doing something for a moment. But if they really had bread to spend and they had to spend it on a Baltimore brand, mm-hmm. everybody would go to currency. Yeah. Or else to go. Yeah. I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Who wants to go? If you really like, if you're really into this, if you're really into fashion, if you're really into design, if mm-hmm. you really like 
dope shit if you like some shit that's gonna last and you wanna like stand next to a person that's wearing some other cool shit like you know where you gonna go I mean it's it's almost like that same energy where I was having a conversation about this medium and they were like oh well what about this person I was like niggas know that was literally my my response I was like they know where the real shit is coming from yeah but they don't know that unless it's like you eat a bunch of bullshit and then you eat some real good shit it's like wow like damn this is great comparative yeah but if you only got that one thing we wouldn't be able to you you wouldn't be able to differentiate Mm -hmm. the two right You, you just wouldn't be able to do that so I think it's great like and I love it like I love like there being like Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. I love that. You got, me, you got me gassed up over here, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. That's cool, bro. Like competition is great, but I, and I think that's that's one of the downfalls about Baltimore. Is people don't embrace that, mm-hmm. right? People don't embrace like, well, this is just what we do. Like, let's go. If yeah. if you're a person that if you can't like work with knowing that competition is out there, then you got to do a really good job at not seeing it. Yeah. You gotta have the blinders on, yeah, and then you if you to. if you have the blinders on, and if you're doing something that requires you to observe, to be in the city, and to be in a scene, you can't do both. Mingo. So it, it's just like you're sullying what you're attempting to do, and that is impacting your credibility. It's like you fucking culture vulture or whatever the thing is, you just don't fit. Mingo. Last question I got. Um, and again, we we we've tapped on this a little bit, but I, I want you to explain the the reasoning on it, maybe. What's more satisfying, developing a new product or line or revealing whatever the product or line is to the public? That was what I came up with today, by the way. (laughs) So right now, so selfishly, I'm going to talk about things that I have going on. I have a brand, and I'm also an artist. Mm -hmm. I love the process of making art it's cool but I do much more enjoy revealing it to the public Mm. I don't love the process of making clothing at all but it's tough because but then I also don't love Revealing it to the public because of everything that has to come with that. Mm. The marketing, uh, you know, like the advertisement, the social media, like I don't, I don't love all of that. So I'm, I don't know. It's, it, that's a tough question, man. I really can't. Because it's, it's like wearing two hats. Yeah, it's tough. I'm in the clothing when it, when it comes to revealing it to the public. Mm-hmm. It drives me emotionally. Yeah. So I can't really, like, con- I'm so attached to the clothing part, right? That it's kind of hard revealing to the public, but I also don't love the process. So it's like a double edged sword for me mm-hmm. in that area. So the only place that I'm really, like, I have a set answer is like, I, I-, I love to. Reveal the the art to the public. That's that's honest. I a mean, lot yeah. more than it's yeah. I think I think it's really honest because like sometimes going through it's like there it's a painstaking element to get to that point where it's like I'm working on this. 
fuck, I took me, took me this long to do this. I had to go back and do this. And then I didn't get this fabric in at a, this textile in at a certain time. And I had to use something that I may not have wanted or whatever, all of the things that go into it, right? Or got to re-record this interview with this asshole. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and when it goes out, you might get like lukewarm response. You might get something that's really great, but you have that, that almost that, at least for me, almost that, like relief that's like all right that part is done i've done everything i'm supposed to do but then it feels like you're back to doing work it's like all right how many how many posts i'm going to do for this episode who am i going to share this episode with what are the analytics going to look like are the sponsors going to be happy all of these different things and it feels like those things aren't connected to what the actual creation process is but inherently they are they're they're connected to it but it just doesn't feel that way sometimes yeah that's that's all that's so like I don't know. That that shit stresses me out even thinking about it. It does. <laughs> it it's I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It 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 stresses me out thinking about all that other stuff. I don't like thinking about all that other stuff. Then we'll leave that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that where it's at. Um so that was actually my last question. So um any plugs? Anything you got coming up that you want to talk about? Um, any website, uh, social media, all of that good stuff. Feel free, feel free, and thank you. This has been. This, I feel this is better than our previous one. Thank actually. you. Yeah. Really, the other one was bad. I like the no. I like the other one, yeah. but it's just like this is for me to listen to. It's like yeah, yeah, I got the dirt. No. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So hey, man, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me and. You know, even outside of podcasting, if you ever want to sit down and talk, I'm here for you. Absolutely. Um, I think you you have good talks. I think you got the voice for this shit too. Well, thank you. <laughs> but other than that, like I'll plug Currency Studio, Currency Studio dot US on Instagram. Sorry, Currency Studio. You can blah, read it's. Yeah, let's just, let's just, just write back. Just write back. Yeah. Yeah. So you can visit Currency Studio dot US to shop. You can also visit Currency Studio dot US to make an appointment. And you can also go to at Currency Studio on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Currency Michaels. And up and coming, depending on when are you putting this podcast out? Uh, probably probably like Febish. February. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. I got a art thing coming up, but this will be after that. Um, but yeah, other than that, just look forward to crazy, crazy things from Currency Studio and, you know, reach out to us to visit the studio, shop, check us out, you know, tell your friend about us, whatever. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Um, for Michael Haskins, Jr. Currency Studio, I am Rob Lee saying it is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>